Welcome to On Texas Football, the state of the program, our weekly episode with InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalene. Welcome in, Eric. What's going on, Bobby? Well, you know, I appreciate you uh, coming on again this week. Each and every week, we try to, to give the 30,000-foot uh, view of the Texas football program. Uh, biggest news in the last week has probably been the additional hires uh, by Steve Sarkeesian made uh, in the special assistance role, Ooh. not only at uh, defense coordinator and special teams, which we knew about a little bit earlier, but the news broke over the weekend that Paul Christ, uh, the former Wisconsin and Pittsburgh head coach, would be uh, coming in on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, what do you think about these moves in general for Texas and Steve Sarkeesian? Well, yeah, the Chris hire definitely caught my eye. That was a head turner. You know, I was kind of woke up in the morning. I said, what? You know, that didn't, that was like, what in a good way, though? Um, you know, I tend to downplay the value of analysts that, you know, I don't mean that they don't provide value. I just, you know, I think a lot of fans hope that they're like the panacea, the, the one thing that's going to get them over the hump. And more often than not, that's not, they're just, uh, they're, you know, they're just one piece of the puzzle, uh, and, and more of a minor piece than that, the actual coaches on the field. Um, but obviously with Chris, that to me, that's the same level as, as hiring Gary Patterson. He can have some of the same effect, uh, that Gary Patterson did, uh, helping, uh, you know, Kyle Flood on, you know, run schemes, uh, technique. They can go over uh, different ways to teach these different techniques and schemes, um, game planning, defenses. Uh, you know, I, I think there's probably going to be a value add with him um, uh, evaluating players. I think, uh, you know, they kind of look for the same things, and he's going to open up a, a different region that te than Texas has traditionally recruited. Uh, so that, that was a very exciting development. I think, uh, I think that was a home run, and it's similar to what uh, Nick Saban did. Uh, you know, Sark's mentor at Alabama, bringing in these more high profile former head coaches uh, rather than uh, filling the analyst with uh, sort of a guy where that's like his lifetime job. I'll, I'll, I want to relate a story to folks um, uh, because you mentioned Nick Saban. Uh, Major Applewhite was on his staff uh, recently as a analyst. Mm -hmm. And I asked uh, Major, this has been about a year, year and a half ago, uh, about that time. And he, he said that, look, they we may sprinkle in a play or two here or there. Mm -hmm. That's, hey, have you ever seen anything like this before? Have you ever run anything like this? And Major said, yeah, we did that all the time in the Big 12, but we did it this way, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that was while Steve Sarkeesian was there uh, in, in Alabama. Uh, Alex Mortensen was on that staff as well. He's now a, an offensive coordinator uh, out there. But my, my, my point to you and to everyone is that it's very small things that get into the detail and minutiae of football. They may end up being very valuable, right. but they start off as kernels of an idea where they basically just, uh, you know, throw ideas off one another and, and try to uh, create a better team and a better product. I agree. I agree. But, uh, you know, I think I think Chris is going to come in with more cachet, more like uh, Gary Patterson to where, you know, I think they're, they're going to have more high level uh, conversations and, He's going to get more benefit of the doubt when when he uh, when he provides his insight or, or opinions, um, you know. But it's, again, it's not you know let's not pretend he's going to be there forever. He's probably maybe wants to be a head coach again. Uh, clearly, he was very good at Wisconsin. It was uh, you know the only thing that surprised me more that, that he came to Texas as an analyst was when they fired him. That was another one I was like I couldn't believe it. I think they were at two and three at the time, which which explains it. But he you know he had four seasons of ten wins. Uh, you know Sark doesn't have a ten win season yet. Here's a guy on the on his. Uh, on his on his side that has four so um that's a really good move um, you know hopefully one day you know maybe Sark's going to be talking to people Thursday night maybe he'll he'll tell us the backstory on how that came to be 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting, uh, Eric, as I'm speaking with Eric Nolene, InsideTexas.com publisher. Uh, I think it's interesting that Paul Christ, I think you made a great comparison there with Gary Patterson in that, you know, there, there are other guys on the staff. and We're going to talk about the two other guys he hired as well. But Chris is the one that has the cachet that, you know, he knows how to run power football. I mean, he's yeah. had thousand yard rusher, 2000 yard rusher. I mean, he's, he's had good backs. He knows how to run the football. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how he marries with Sark uh, and what they may be able to do this year, uh, given that we think that the offensive line returns all five starters. Right. And all of a sudden, even though you're losing Bijan and Roshan, if you're bringing back all five starters, you should be better on the offensive line. I want to go over those other two assistants. But first, I also want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy at the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam has been helping injured Texans for more than a decade now. Uh, Give him a chance to earn your business and create results for you. If you know of someone that has been injured or injured yourself on the job or in a car wreck, uh, for a free consultation, go to LoweyLawFirm.com or call Adam at 512-280-0800. We appreciate, appreciate Adam uh, and his sponsorship of the show. All right. You knew a lot about Paul Christ, um, Eric, but we didn't know much about Payam Sadat, the defensive analyst. He was right. kind of this uh, journeyman defensive coordinator, been at FCS level. FBS level, but he has 30 plus years of coaching experience or 25 plus years of coaching experience. And he's known for a run defense and a pass defense, a run, a stop the run defense, and then kind of an umbrella coverage defense, apparently. But my, my, my thought process on this is, you know, we don't know as much about him as we know about Paul Christ. So at the same time, are we looking for different things or is this a fit with the staff more. Well, I imagine, you know, PK did a deep dive on him schematically and probably found something that he liked and he'd like to learn more about something that probably fits the fits the personnel that they have. And like you said, the defensive backs they are going to have to depend on the defensive backs quite a bit this season uh, to do kind of be on their own and to free up the front to, uh, to get after the pass rusher or to get after the pass, I should say. Uh, yeah. So not, not nearly as much as known about him. He was a co-coordinator on some good army, uh, defenses uh, back in the 2010, 2011 uh, timeframe. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's more of a, you know, definitely not the, the same level as Chris, but, you know, we're going to have to deep, deep dive in that and, and investigate as we go on. You know, we'll be, the more he's around uh, the program, the more it'll, it'll trickle to our sources, you know, just what he brings to the table. So that's, that's going to be a continued in, investigation on our part. Yeah, I think it's interesting that he didn't go big name there to your point, right? He went a little bit more behind the scenes guy, Pacific Northwest, Spending a lot of time out there, uh, West Coast guy. Uh, so it's uh, it'll be yeah, interesting. That's, that's not surprising with PK. You know, he likes those guys that fly under the radar. Uh, but I'm you know I'm sure them being in the same region, they've interacted with each other a time or two. Probably uh, met each other at schools, recruiting uh, recruiting the same school. Uh, but we'll see. We'll have to we'll have to learn a lot more about him. Yep. Uh, the other uh, coordinator, or not? Excuse me. The other special assistant, the head coach, was kind of a wow hire in his yeah. category. Like in his niche, right? He wasn't, it's not like you were hiring Paul Chris, the big name, but Joe DeCamillis has been a special teams coach in the NFL for 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, most recently with the Los Angeles Rams is, is Sark. Uh, Jeff Banks is, is a pretty accomplished special teams coach. Right. Um, 
DeCamillis is a more accomplished special teams coach and doesn't have to worry about recruiting. Um, and so is this a, an attempt by Sark to even take that portion of the game to another level? Yeah, I think, you know, the goal might be to, to free up Banks to do uh, to do other things and not just focus on special teams as much. Now, Banks is phenomenal at it. He's high energy uh, and he's also known for being creative. He does a lot of things that are, you know, maybe not noticeable to the naked eye, but people that know special teams uh, speak very highly of Banks. So, you know, I think Dick Camillus, obviously he's the name here, but I, I, I guarantee he's going to be excited to, to work with Banks just to kind of pick his brain and see how he comes up with. But, you know, when Texas has the the athletic advantage like they're going to have in most games this year, one way to exploit that is on special teams. And so if, if they can p- play with even more consistency than they did last year, sometimes they'd make a big play, then give up a big play. But if they play with more more consistency, they're going to give themselves more margin for error on offense and defense. Yeah, I, going off going off topic here a little bit, who do you see as Texas's return guys for next year? Is, is Xavier Worthy going to be the guy again at, at punt returner? Yeah, you know, they worked some of the freshmen there, but you don't you don't want to play an inexperienced guy in punt return uh, with those guys bearing down on you. That's that's a pretty daunting task for a true freshman. Uh, but, you know, DeAndre Moore and, and Jonte Cook both work there. Uh, kick return, I think, is uh, probably Jaden Blues to lose. You know, I could see him him back there uh, earning that job, uh, maybe even saving red as well. Keelan Robinson, too, uh, as well, right? Yeah, Keelan Robinson's back there, but, uh, you know, they, they looked like they were trying to get Jaden Blue. Uh, you know, he's got a little more size and a little more power um, than uh, than Keelan. Sometimes a, a big return starts with a broken tackle, uh, and obviously Jaden Blue has a speed too. But we'll see how that shakes out in August. But those were the guys that they were working the most um, during the spring. Speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Eric, next question I had for you and, and wanted you to go a little bit into this. You wrote an article on Tuesday uh, that was answering some Q&A uh, from folks about what guys are now doing now that they're back in school and getting ready to go again. Uh, and you talked about Tory Becton, the strength and conditioning coach, and particularly what and how he worked on things like explosiveness and change of direction. Uh, give folks a little more color on what you meant uh, in what you wrote uh, on Tuesday. Well, yeah, you know, he obviously you got to be strong to play football, uh, strong for your size, strong for your position. Um, but, you know, he wants to focus on being football strong and functionally strong with, you know, he, he, fo- he prides himself on having uh, more mobile players, players that are strong at the point of attack uh, based on where the positioning that your body is in. And a lot of lifts that, that he does or uh, you know, has his team uh, execute are, are based on explosion, uh, power cleans and jerks, uh, those sorts of things, uh, push, 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 pull, uh, push, press, I should say. Um, you know, it's not, you know, they're going to do some squatting, obviously they're going to do some bench work, but they're, they're squatting in ways that they think are going to translate to the field. You know, obviously a strong squat, you want to go to go as low as you can on a football field. You're never in that position where you're squatting up from the ground. You know, it's, you're usually in a half stance, uh, bench press is more functional. You're never, your hands are never really behind you or, or, or even with your chest, like on a bench press or a little bit out in front of you. So they use blocks and things. So he cares much more about strength as it relates to, uh, the football field, and much less about how many times you can bench 225. One of the comments you made in the message board subsequent to that, and I was reading uh, that on Tuesday, it, it, it talked about how much sprint work you think Texas does in comparison to other programs. Uh, you said Texas did quite a lot. Why, why is that? And what, what's the thinking behind that? Well, that's all about being fast, fast on the field in short bursts. You know, that's the name of the game. They do a lot of chain work with resistance to, uh, you know, it's, it's like taking the donut off a bat. If you, you run around with the chains and you take them off, life's a lot easier. 
but you know they've had a number of transfers come in from some of the best um, some of the best uh, programs in the country, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and uh, you know privately those guys will tell people that you know we never ran nearly as much uh, as this at, uh, as they did the previous stop. So uh, that's why I felt confident saying that Texas runs about as hard as any any team in the country. But it's not they're not doing out there running miles at a time. It's a lot of agility and uh, change of direction work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I, I thought that was a really interesting article. Give it a chance. Uh, give it a look if you get a chance on InsideTexas.com. Uh, the other thing that happened this week from a big picture perspective, 11 newcomers on campus. Uh, mm-hmm. We've gone through that list. I've talked to Jerry, Justin, uh, myself. We've all given like who we think will be the new guy of this late coming group mm-hmm. uh, that will have an impact or could most likely have an impact. And, and I want to give you the answers. Uh, Jerry went with Derek Williams, the Raptor out of uh, New Iberia, Westgate. He's the safety. Mm-hmm. Justin went with Jelani McDonald, but kind of hedged on Derek Williams as well. He mm-hmm. said he might be a star, but he – and, and I'll give Justin credit. He really thinks Jelani might be really good on special teams early, which okay. I can see that. Josh Thompson was very good on special teams relatively early, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I went with Spencer Shannon the tight end out of Santa Ana modern day, because I just think Texas is going to need a third big tight end to pair with Jatavian Sanders uh, and Gunnar Helm since Juan Davis isn't really that guy. Uh, of, of the group of 11 coming in, uh, either break the tie or come up with your own answer to this one and, and tell us what you think. Well, if we're going to account for special teams, that's a heck of a way for uh, Derek Williams to, to break in. Uh, and same with Jelani. You know, obviously those guys are big and fast and, and physical. So, you know, that's that's where you really want to earn your keep as a freshman. Uh, you know, Kenny Vaccaro was awesome as a true freshman uh, c- covering kicks. You know, you just knew that guy was going to be good at something uh, once you saw him. Uh, what's the old saying? Puppies bite early or something. You know, it's something, you know I forget how, exactly how it goes. But that's where that shows up on special teams. Um, but if we're talking about, you know, you know, on uh, standard downs, I would probably go with Spencer Shannon. You know, I think he's physically uh, ready enough. I compared him recently to Colton Vosick in that uh, he's got a lot of size to him already, but he's nowhere close to being as filled out as he's go- going to be. Uh, but, you know, that's just mainly a function of need, too. You know, Gunnar Helm, um, you know, if, if he comes in and blocks really well, he might push Gunnar Helm for some snaps, or maybe they, we see some three tight end uh, looks, uh, especially with the addition of Chris, so if they want to go bigger. Uh, in short yardage situations, we could see that. Uh, but I think he's physically ready and he's at a position that doesn't have a big log jam. Uh, but Derek Williams, I think he's going to take time to adapt to uh, playing safety. And uh, McDonald, I don't think, I, I don't predict he'll ever uh, really play star at Texas. I think he's going to end up being a linebacker. And 
So he's going to need a year, I think, to, to really grow into a, into a, a full-time uh, defensive player. Well, Maurice Blackwell was a safety for a while at Texas and played some on special teams, and mm-hmm. now he's growing into that role. You mentioned him as a guy today in, or excuse me, Tuesday on, in that article um, that you heard, you've heard that he's doing a lot of the right things right now behind the scenes to compete with not only David Benda, but also stave off Anthony Hill. What are you hearing that makes you feel confident about Maurice Blackwell right now? I thought that was an interesting take on your part too. Well, yeah, the source I talked to, you know, pointed out that he's a lot more comfortable at linebacker after having some time under his belt uh, with the transition from safety. Um, he's one of the most physical players on the team, pound for pound. Obviously, he doesn't weigh a lot, uh, but for being 215 pounds, he's, he's very densely built. Uh, he's very energetic, uh, and he works very hard. So now he's got a full offseason or, or, or a couple months uh, to, to finish out the offseason and to really focus on uh, putting on some muscle, maybe get up, add another five pounds over the next uh, seven or eight weeks. Um, and, you know, show up to August, August ready to go. You know, a lot of people think he's flying under the radar because, you know, Benda, Benda kind of is expected to start as a senior. And then there's a lot of excitement, justifiable excitement around Anthony Hill. Uh, my source felt like Blackwell might be sort of a forgotten man. And he's also taken on more of a leadership role, too. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Arlington Martin kid uh, product has moved around, but has always seemed to make plays when he's in the game a yep. little bit. I think I think that's those kind of guys are you know, you, you remember them for that. Um, and oh, by the way, the, uh, the saying that you were going for, if a dog's going to bite, he'll bite as a pup. Yeah, there it is. That's yeah. the one I, I, I credited that to, uh, Daryl Royal. Yeah. I think yeah, I was about to say, I think DKR, that was one of his, uh, yeah. but it's absolutely true. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to say thanks again, uh, before we get to our last question to Adam Lowy of the Lowy law firm, uh, Adam has been helping injured Texans for more than a decade. If you've been hurt in a car wreck, or on the job uh, and need some legal advice or consultation, make sure you give Adam and his firm a call. Uh, reach them at lowylawfirm.com or call them at 512-280-0800 for a free consultation. And remember, Adam and his firm focus on results. Eric, we're, uh, you know, I've been writing about this. We're a month into this. Today's the 31st, I believe. Uh, we are going to be coming up on the month of June and I've been writing and thinking about recruiting a lot, uh, 46 plus visitors coming in, uh, this, this coming month to Texas. Um, we've, we've talked about how many commitments we expect, what, what we think it's going to look like. You know, I, I went back almost 20 years and I couldn't find a single month where Texas brought in 40 plus official visitors. That's yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Um, how big is this month or is it just a, is it, is it just a setup for what's to come? Like it, this is like used to be signing day would be in February. So January, if you had a big visit month, I mean, it was over and done with, you know, two weeks later. Yeah. Now they can't sign at the very earliest until right. December. Although they all like to, uh, many of them like to have their commitments prior to their senior season. So they lock in a scholarship. What do you think this is going to going to be like and how would you compare it? Or is it just totally different now? Well, I, I think it's a very big and also a sign of, uh, you know, what's it's, it's, it's positioning for a lot of players, but it's also very big for the guys that are going to commit in, uh, you know, in the end of the month or July or, or you know, before their season. Uh, this is their last shot to really close down those guys that are going to 
uh, commit before the season. And then if they, if, the, if some of those recruitments don't go their way, then the season has to do their talking and they, they really have to live up to the expectations, the increasingly loftier expectations, it seems, you know, I think everybody's kind of expecting them to win the big 12, uh, but they have to do that. Uh, so if, if they don't have a good month of June, it's going to be a lot tougher to close these guys down. But uh, ultimately for some of these big names, everybody wonders about Colin Simmons and, um, you know, there's a handful of other guys, Micah Hudson. Uh, they're going to have to have a good season to get those guys. But, you know, for the for the players that are are, are pretty sure that they're going to commit before the season, which is a lot more than they, they used to be, you know, thanks to the ability to have official visits uh, during the summer, uh, then these visits have to go well. But I've got a lot of confidence in their ability to pull that off. I think they've always got good plans going into these uh, recruitments. They know how to make it uh, interesting for the whole bulk, but they also know how to make, make them custom tailored for the individual uh, I think they do well when it comes to uh, showing them film uh, and how they're going to be used. I think they've got a really good pitch right now, just overall, just in general across the board. Uh, so I expect these visits to go very well. Well, uh, this is, uh, I, I tell you what, when this airs, uh, I'm, I'm, we're taping this early. When this airs on Wednesday, uh, mid-morning, I'm going to be at the NIL Symposium mm -hmm. uh, uh, in Nashville uh, where 30 to 40 of the top prospects around the country, guys including guys like Colin Simmons, uh, will be at. Uh, yeah. And I'll, it'll be interesting to hear what some of those young players talk about as it relates to their timeline and as it relates to NIL as part of that too, right? So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll report on that uh, later this week. Uh, I know Jerry Hamilton uh, and some guys have already gotten interviews up from Jarrett Gibson, uh, and the like, Brandon Baker, uh, Colin Simmons, those guys uh, have all been interviewed. So please make sure you check out InsideTexas.com on those for the very latest. Eric, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, another good state of the program. Uh, for Eric Nolene, I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, this has been On Texas Football.